You're listening to Grace, invigorating talk radio with Anita. Discover, inspire, evolve. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Grace Radio Show, another beautiful night alongside you. Uh, We are gathered here today um, at a very special location, um, doing our show remotely this time um, from the wilderness, from nature, and uh, there's a reason for that. And as we're gathered here, as, as usual, we're here to discover, inspire, and evolve together. And um, I have a very special guest tonight, um, a friend, a colleague, a beautiful soul. Steve Artinian is here with me, and he is actually here to tell the story of George, a good friend of his, who recently passed away this October 13th. Um, there's a beautiful story behind the friendship that Steve had with George, uh, which he will tell us um, in a minute. But uh, I would like to welcome you, Steve. Um, if you could say hello to our listeners and um, introduce yourself. Hi, Anita. Thank you again for having me on the show. Thank you very much. Hello, everybody. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, um, tell me how uh, this friendship with uh, George, what was his la- uh, last name? Jamgochian. Jamgochian. Mm-hmm. Jo- uh, when did this friendship with George Jamgochian take place? When did it begin? Nita, about uh, back in 2010, um, I was chairman of an organization called Homenet Men, and every year we have our uh, Olympic Games. Like they, they were like sort of the Armenian Olympic Games. About 3,000 kids participate. So uh, every year we we have uh, somebody play the role of honorary president, a financial donor. And back in 2010, I met George, and we had a really nice talk and sort of learned a lot about the organization and thought it's something that he wants to support. It was like meaningful for him. So we made him the honorary president and he made a sizable donation and sort of uh, really supported everything we did. The experience was so good and we had such an amazing time that year together that when we parted after the term was up, he tried to keep in touch with me, and I was really busy. At one point, he called me up about two years later, and he said, Steve, can we meet for coffee? I really miss you. So we did. We met for coffee. Where did you guys day. meet? We met at a uh, small coffee shop in Montrose, and we talked for almost two hours. And at the end of the conversation, we were ready to leave. He asked me if we could do this every week. Naturally, I said, yes, how, how can I turn that down from a kind man? And um, he tried to set one rule with me, and, and I went ahead and agreed to that rule, which was that I never call and cancel. I just show up every week. And was, did, you, did you ever cancel? Never did. We never, never did. missed a week, and it's been almost three and a half years, 170-some-odd weeks, never missed a week. Wow, and... Um, I think what's beautiful is uh, that, Steve, you began a, a Facebook post about George every week after your Saturday morning coffee with him um, and your friends. And um, how did that come about? How did that idea spark within you? You know, one day, it was uh, maybe about a two-week, three weeks into it, 
I decided to write a post about a story that George told me that day that I thought was interesting and uh, realized that I got, a f uh, I got a lot of response and people were commenting on the, on the post and the comments and so forth. So I said, you know what, let me do this every week. And then we started to uh, call the, the meet Coffee with George. And eventually others started to join us. And before we knew it, there were like seven, eight uh, guys that would show up every week on time. We, we, we had decided to meet at 7.30 in the morning. George would get there at 7. The rest of us would uh, come in between 7.30 and 8. But George would go in and wait and hope that we get there early. I, I bet he woke up at like 5, 6 that day. Okay, day. random question. Okay. How did George like his coffee? <laughs> uh, George drank it with cream and no sugar. He didn't <laughs> eat sugar. He was very healthy in the way nice. uh, he lived. Nice. Good question. Good question, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Random. <laughs> and we're having actually coffee right now. As and we, we, speak. we both just have cream in it. Yes. I guess in his honor. <laughs> yes, in his honor. Yes. Um, Steve, um, during these meets, um, what did you get to know about George? What type of a person was he? And uh, what was his background like growing up? You know, George was uh, uh, very healthy. He lived a very healthy life. He loved the wilderness. He loved taking his son fishing. So that's the reason why uh, I think we chose this location today in the wilderness. It's sort of in his honor. Um, he lived like that, but he was a very smart man, very shrewd in his own way, but very kind. Uh, his, him and his wife built a beautiful business. Um, they started a, a bathing suit or a bikini manufacturing company. His, dry, his wife drove the business in a way of working hard and building the manufacturing part of that. And George was a little savvy when it came to investing and um, buying properties and things. And they built a good life for themselves. They had one son, George Jr., who, uh, of course, grew up very well, had the best schooling, just every which way they took care of him. And when his wife passed away about... 10 years ago, George was a single dad who beyond stood up. I mean, he just, he did everything he needed to do uh, with his son and uh, was there for him and uh, yeah. just a good man. Yeah, um, I was privileged enough to attend George's funeral by invitation and I did notice uh, that his son was very emotional uh, during the eulogy and um, he didn't mention how much George was involved in his upbringing and uh, what great father he was and all the things he did do for him to raise him properly and in a dignified manner and um, so uh, George uh, ended up being involved in many different organizations as as um, in, in his later years and I noticed that there were a lot of Masons present during the funeral, um, as well as um, members from Hominid Men. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about that, his involvement with those organizations? Mm -hmm. George was involved in those two organizations, the, the Masons and also Hominid Men. And, um, and again, beloved by everyone, he had a huge turnout from both of those organizations. The Masons... Uh, like it was very impressive the, the way they came and the way they participated in the ceremony. I mean, his funeral was grand, and I think it was 
something that he deserved as a human being. Yes. And in um, Hominent Men, I think uh, what he did financially in every which way to support the organization really touched a lot of lives. And you felt that in the audience, and you felt that in the way um, people from these organizations spoke about him, like very respectful, very thankful, and so forth. What were some of George's likes and dislikes as a human being? George liked people. He just he just liked people. He liked being around people. And I think when you get to that age, George died at a, at ninety two. So when you get uh, to that age, you um, you know you realize that you have less and less friends. Yeah. And um, you value every friendship like immensely. Right. And George wasn't any different. And um, I think that's what he loved the most. What he didn't like, what he didn't like, was um, he was a hardcore Republican. So when he watched the news where there were uh, more Democratic opinions, he would get a little ruffled. He's a <laughs> true American, believed in America like like nobody else, and really cared about where the country was going. So he's very passionate about that which I thought mm. was very respectful. We should all be like that. Yes, yes. Um, uh, Steve, um, how, does this, how did this friendship impact your life for the last three years? Yeah, you know, in the beginning, I didn't think much of it. I thought it was um, um, just a nice, kind friendship. But as the weeks went by and the months went by, I realized that it was truly very meaningful because I made a difference in a man's life at the end. Um, back in 2010, um, around that time, my father passed away, and I was heavily involved in Home and at Men. I was spending a lot of time, besides work, volunteering and so forth, and I don't think I did as much as I would have liked to for my father during his last years, and I feel like I sort of, I sort of made up for that with George. With George, yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Let's take a quick break and come back to this beautiful conversation about coffee with George. Uh, I have some more questions for you, Steve, but thank you. Thank you. Hi, this is Anita from Grace Radio Show. I want to tell you about a great new Mediterranean restaurant called Falafel and Grill, ideal for lunch and dinner. Falafel and Grill has healthy sandwiches and plates full of flavor. They are located in Glendale on Colorado with easy parking and friendly service. Go in and tell them Anita sent you. They deliver. So if you don't feel like making a trip, just get on your phone and order from your favorite delivery app. You have no excuses. Get Falafel and Grill. Hey guys, welcome back to Grace Radio Show. As I mentioned, my guest tonight is Steve Artinian, and he's here telling us the story of George with Coffee, George Jamgochian's story, his dear friend who just passed away on October 13th of this year. Um, Steve, um, when you started doing those posts about George every week, you gathered a pretty big following and people started commenting. What were some of the comments you'd get? How do you, f how do you think that you this impacted other people's lives alongside yours? That's a really good question. About two, three weeks into it, uh, we got into a discussion about something, and I thought that his old school, old world charm and just the way he approached things was so interesting that I wrote about it. And before I knew it, I had all these likes and people were commenting, and they just thought that the story was moving. So 
I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and write every week. So I would write something as we met, and I would share it with him. I would read it to him, and I'd see the excitement in his, in, in, in his face. And he started to tell me I should write a book. I said, George, I'm not that good, but thank you. He goes, no, you should write a book, Steve. You should write a book. But So we started writing um, a post every week and sharing stories. And during that time, I, I had other guys joining us. Uh -huh. And um, before I knew it, the, the group grew, grew like the eight, nine people, or people mm -hmm. that know George. Yeah. And uh, it got very interesting because everybody had something to talk about. And uh, George would walk in with a newspaper. He'd walk in with uh, the Armenian paper, Aspades, and he'd read the headlines. And that those would be the topics of the discussion or something that was in the news and so forth. I also noticed that some women would stop by and bring pastries, and it just sort of became like this community meet. <laughs> That's right. And on a weekly basis, we'd have people just randomly uh, stop and come and say hi, even people that I didn't know. And, uh, and sometimes people that I knew, like we were Facebook friends, we had visitors come in from out of state, uh -huh. from San Diego, from, we had people from Arizona, from San Francisco. So I think um, it got really interesting, George, like really meaningful. George gained popularity. He did, he did, <laughs> all because he was just a good, wholesome person. Right, It was right. amazing. Steve, um, it's so saddening that um, George passed away so unexpectedly. Um, I was even uh, invited to meet George at one point and unfortunately didn't get a chance. How did he pass away? What happened? You know, uh, it was on a Saturday afternoon. He was going somewhere uh, with his son, uh, some gathering, and he was putting uh, his shoes on and he had his shoehorn in the shoe and somehow lost his footing and fell and ended up breaking his, his hip. So they rushed him to the hospital and in the beginning, it looked like, okay, you know, hip replacement, recovery, and everything was going to be fine. And he was very optimistic. He was, like, in a good mood, uh, even though he went through that. But as the days went by and the weeks went by, certain things started to hit him. At first, he had uh, an issue with his heart, and then, and then he had some issues with his, with his uh, lungs. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the end, the lungs took him. They did everything they can. He tried very hard to... And we all did. We tried very hard to get like some really good specialists to look at him, but we just couldn't pull it. Everything wow. we did, it just did not come together. Yeah. Uh, I remember his funeral because I had the privilege of attending, and it was, it was sort of very um, ritualistic because it involved hominid men and the masons, and they sort of had their rituals. Um, and his son um, got a chance to speak during the eulogy and uh, got very emotional. And um, uh, hearing the story, I even got tearful because um, his son expressed how he was an only child and that uh, George was an incredible father and uh, did everything to give him a great upbringing. And um, how did you feel about that? Do you feel like George was sort of a father figure to you? You know, in, in many ways, he was a father figure to all of us. He was uh, just a really good person that, that looked at everybody and respected them, no matter who they were, whether you were five years old or, uh, or his age. Um, yeah, the, his his funeral was was grand. Uh, he, uh, there were uh, masons there, his mason brothers. There were uh, people from the Homanetman family there. They got up and spoke and spoke very well, very respectful about him. You can tell he had an impact on many lives and the way he approached things and the way he uh, 
he you know he just shared his experience with people so basically they had two organizations get up and speak and they also had me which was interesting because uh, I represented no organization right just a bunch of guys having coffee and calling it coffee with George and posting stories every week and somehow touching lives everywhere he definitely touched my life and I think he touched everybody around us uh, just made life more meaningful especially when um, about back in 2010 when my father passed away I was very busy with life and I don't feel like I did as much as I should have right and uh, for some reason I said this time it's going to be different and and, yeah. and I was there for him until the end just like others were yeah how did that commitment uh, that you promised to George uh, impact you having to meet with him every Saturday uh, were there times where you just didn't feel like meeting or was it always something that you looked forward to in honor of his wishes you know there were many times that uh, that other things uh, were that were priority in my life uh, would sort of conflict mm -hmm. but I made sure that I changed things around did whatever I had to do but never never disappoint him to miss a Saturday every Saturday yes wow that's beautiful um, what did you feel when you got the news uh, of his passing? Where were you? You know, I was uh, sitting at a restaurant in Pasadena with uh, my dearest friend, and I was so happy because I wasn't alone when we got the news. And um, it was very comforting to have uh, that special person there. To were you help surprised? Me. Were you shocked? very shocked yeah but I didn't expect it in fact what happened that day is the guys went in to the hospital and I couldn't make it because I had a work related uh, project that I had to be on and it was really sad it was that one week that I missed but after they left the hospital uh, uh, he passed away a few hours after that so they, mm -hmm. they immediately called me and uh, and we were it was just sad I remember those days, uh, Saturday and Sunday were both, this happened on a Sunday morning, um, no, Saturday morning. I remember that Friday and Saturday, it was cloudy, it was starting to rain for the first time. I just felt like something was off, and it, it truly was. And it truly was. Steve, did you get a chance to have final remarks with George before the passing? I did, uh, just uh, uh, less than a week prior to his passing. Uh, we talked a lot, and he kept talking about how uh, thankful he was that I was in his life and uh, uh, one of the things that I thought was really really touching as well is the way George Jr. his son stepped up at the end uh, he literally was there every day George was in the hospital for over a month at the end and his son was there every day sleeping there like he poor guy wouldn't even go home to take a shower I've never seen a son do what he did so that's why when he spoke at the funeral and he did the eulogy I don't think there was a dry eye in the room, including yeah. you. Uh, yes. I remember seeing you like getting emotional. It was and very so touching. So did I. It was very touching. Very touching. Because it was so deep and so sincere and so like soulful. Yeah. yeah. I, I got the feeling that he was a great person, very respected and loved by the community, his friends, family. Yes. And a very giving person too. Yes. Um, now, what do you intend to do with all these posts that you've... Uh, created over the over the weeks of knowing George you know George constantly talked to me about writing a book he just didn't understand that I'm I don't write at that level but um, 
you know what I want to do is I want to honor his wishes and I want to turn our experience, our three and a half year experience into a book. And um, we want to entitle the book Coffee with George. It's sort of a coffee table book, like sort of a square book. I just wanted to be hip because I thought he was a hip guy. And um, sort of share our weekly experiences and, and, and share the, the comments that we got week after week. There's like thousands and thousands of comments. Um, so I think that's what I, I want to do in, in his honor. Wow, that's beautiful. Um, do you um, do you feel like uh, this impacted your life in a big way, this friendship? And what do you see happening in the future for you? What are you inspired by? You know, I think it truly made me a better person. And uh, I, I think um, things have gone like differently in my life in a very good way, especially uh, recently. Um, so I think it has impacted my life in a very good way. I feel like if you do good things, good things come back. And I did it with uh, sincerity, along with my friends. And uh, I, I want to give credit to these guys. I mean, uh, there were like seven, eight guys uh, that would show up on a weekly basis, They're like kind, beautiful souls. And we all like sort of shared the same type of attitude towards life and towards people and towards community and so forth. So. I share that with these guys, you know, these feelings. Right. And um, uh, did George have a, a good sense of humor? He was did. Was he a funny guy? He did. He was yeah. a very funny guy, and uh, he loved to laugh. Uh -huh. He loved to dance. He loved, you know what he loved the most is when we had visitors that were women. He just loved women and talking to them, and he thought every woman was beautiful. Mm. And uh, he's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Most women, are, all women, are That's very beautiful. beautiful. But he, but he has sort of instilled those feelings in us to appreciate things yeah. like that. He was very much a gentleman, I take it. He was. Yeah. He was. That's beautiful. There is uh, one thing I'd love to share is back when he turned 90 years old, mm -hmm. a few years ago, we threw him a 90th birthday party. And um, we organized it and, and, and we invited all his friends. And there were approximately... Um, 200 people there and wow. George would not get off the dance floor oh my goodness unfortunately as the, the past two years went by he could barely walk oh really yes yeah, so. was he in a wheelchair or no but he just he got old and yeah. frail and yeah. uh, he would stumble getting out of a chair uh, and so forth yeah. he had a hard time age walking. hit him right right doesn't that happen to all of us over time <laughs> yes it does wish we could escape it <laughs> We sometimes and, can. And be forever good young. support. Yeah. <laughs> well, wonderful, Steve. Uh, I think we're going to wrap up our show tonight. It's been great um, chatting with you in this remote location, um, a very peaceful location. And, um, oh, we didn't talk about this. Why this location? Why are we around this lake today? Well, George was uh, a guy that was very much into healthy, being healthy. And he loved taking his son fishing. And uh, his son shared that story during the eulogy. And, and I knew how much he loved the wilderness. And I thought if we're going to do this as a podcast, what a place, what a way to do it. Like do it where he would want to do it, which is out in the wilderness. I agree. This is a stunning location. Thank you for the invitation, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, our listeners. Tune back in next Thursday at 8 p.m. 
for our podcast at Grace Radio Show. And thank you so much. Let's continue to discover, inspire, and evolve. Please share your comments about this podcast on Facebook, Instagram at Grace Radio Show. Thank you so much, guys. Have a wonderful evening, day, life, all of it. Thanks. Hi, this is Anita from Grace Radio Show. I want to tell you about a great new Mediterranean restaurant called Falafel and Grill, ideal for lunch and dinner. Falafel and Grill has healthy sandwiches and plates full of flavor. They are located in Glendale on Colorado with easy parking and friendly service. Go in and tell them Anita sent you. They deliver. So if you don't feel like making a trip, just get on your phone and order from your favorite delivery app. You have no excuses. Get Falafel and Grill. You're listening to Grace, invigorating talk radio with Anita. Discover, inspire, evolve.